everyone. Welcome to HubShots episode 215. In this episode, we discuss the beautiful Google trend analysis report, HubSpot A-B testing, plus a tip for deal pipeline or automation. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, strategies, and features for growing your sales, marketing, and service results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Really well. And how did I not know that Charles McKay has a podcast? I know. You know what? I must have forgotten to tell you because I am pretty sure when he had like one or two episodes out, I stumbled upon it and I had a listen at that time. And I know I think he's up to like about 15 or something now. Oh, by the way, shout out to Varun. Yes. uh, Who mentioned us and Charles as two of his favorite podcasts. Thanks, Varun. But yeah, and that's how I found out about Charles. Charles McKay, of course, from uh, Sinks down in Melbourne, friend of the show. And a big supporter and a wonderful podcast. I've only listened to one episode now, his latest one, chatting about video. Yes. Well worth listen. Highly recommended. All right. On to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. A-B testing options on HubSpot campaign emails. All right. So I'll just set this up. I think most listeners would know that you can do A-B testing in HubSpot on the emails. It's on the left-hand side, little A-B tab you press that and you can create a b version or variation of your email that's all good however some listeners may not be aware that you can set it to a 50 50 to go straight away because normally by default there's a four hour gap correct so you've got your a b versions and then you send it out it sends out 25 percent on an a and a b waits four hours and then whichever wins sends the remaining 50%. Now, that can be problematic for some clients. In fact, if you're a busy company or an agency, often it's the last minute you're getting your newsletter ready. (laughs) You do want to test A-B testing, but you figure, oh, look, I can't wait four hours for it to win. Oh, we'll do that next time. And of course, next time you do it next time. Anyway, you can do it now because you may not realize you can just move that little slider along. We've got two screenshots in the show notes. And you just move it along so it's 50-50 on the very first send. No waiting time, no nothing. Just do the 50-50 test right when you send it. And then, of course, you analyze afterward. It's not going to pick a winner and optimize in that run, but at least you get to test it. So highly recommended. And really, you should be A-B testing just about every email campaign that you send. There's no real excuse not to. Even if it's just something minor, like testing the subject line. Just do it on every email. A-B test the subject line. Send them all out, analyze, and you're effectively testing and measuring, as we like to say, Ian. Now, Craig, the metric we're going after here is opens by delivery, right? Or you can choose what the winning metric is when it comes to this test. Am I right? Well, in fact, you don't really care. You don't care which one wins necessarily because it's not going to prompt any further action. It's really just analysis for you to look. So you might change the subject line to see open rate but then you might have been testing something else internally to see click-through rate. I'm only asking from the perspective of, in the terms of the A-B distribution, is the test, like in your screenshot, you did a test on 25% A, 25% B, and then the remaining 50% is the winning version. Oh, okay. Sorry. I should explain. The first screenshot is the default. Yes. And I'm saying that's the default, which normally puts people off because that waits four hours to choose a winner. Correct. If you look at the screenshot where I've pushed uh, the slider right along, that's what I'm saying go for. 
go for that because then there's no waiting time. There's no wi- winner in a sense to yeah. choose from. It's really just for post-send analysis. That's a very good point. So, listeners, if you do A-B test, please let us know because, to be honest, Craig, I have looked in so many accounts and I can honestly say I think in my entire time I could put, I could count on one hand the number of accounts that actually used email A-B testing. All right, our HubSpot sales feature of the week. And it's using workflows to trigger based on deal stage changes. And listeners, this might be useful for you to understand because maybe Craig will explain to you the scenario and then I'll tell you how we solve the problem. Yeah, so we had a client this week who their sales process, they've got a number of sales pipelines actually, but in one particular pipeline for a new client, not a renewing client, um, but a new client, part of the sales process is to chat with them, then have a demo, then a trial, and then they're looking to convert them from a trial into a customer. What they're grappling with is how to accurately report on how many trials turn into winning clients. And so what they've been tempted to do and have actually started is in their main deal, if someone wants a trial, they create a second deal as a $0 deal for the trial because then they can check how many deals were won or lost. So it's a reporting function. They actually asked me, is this best practice? How would you do it? And I was thinking it through because what you've got to do is you've actually got to weigh up internal processes with reporting requirements. Quite often internal processes just go down a path and then later you want to report on it and you can't. I was much keener to keep the one deal and then have the trial as a deal stage, which didn't go off to another deal. However, that meant later if they wanted to report on it, they wanted to say, well, how many trials did actually close? Because it's hard to do. So then all we did as well, we'll do a custom property on the deal, a deal property called trial start date. And then when it hits the trial stage, we'll just create a workflow that sets that date. And so in the show notes, we've got a screenshot where you can create workflows. It's on the automation tab on deals in settings, by the way. You might think, oh, I go into marketing workflows. Oh, where where do you set deal workflows? Get it from settings, sales settings. You can create a workflow. And that way, it's basically setting a property, which you can then filter on lately. You can filter on if the trial start date is known and then how many deals were closed, lost, etc. And of course, think about that for any of your deal stage options you can go along you can set any kind of custom property that you want you can increment numbers all kinds of things so just a little tip there using workflows to trigger deals on deal stage changes so listeners what craig has told you is a really good solution to a problem that they had and what he is saying is that when it gets into that deal stage he was setting the date am i right craig you were setting a date property that the trial started. And then so obviously that property contains a value. If they never got to that stage, that will not have a value in there. That's right. And if they jump stages, because not every stage is required. So if they never even went to a trial, they went straight to a purchase, then that wouldn't have been set. So then again, you can report on that. How many of our deals? So here's another one. How many of our deals that ended up being one required a trial in order to close? All those kind of things you can start doing. All right, Craig, I have got gotcha of the week, and this is about attribution reports being removed, causing unnecessary concern. Now, listeners, if you have attribution reports actually in, uh, you've actually created them in your system, you would have got this email. 
I don't have any in mind, Craig, at the minute. That's why I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't get this? Did you not have any clients? <laughs> Actually, I haven't looked. I haven't looked. So this might oh, you'll be know. interesting. I will you'll know, know, I'm sure. <laughs> because I had uh, half of our clients in a panic sending me forwarding on this email that they'd got from HubSpot. And I'll tell you why in a second when I read out part of the email, saying, oh, what's going on? What, uh, what, what do I need to do? Caused for concern. So the reason this is a gotcha of the week is that one of the product team at HubSpot, who, by the way, is very good. I've blanked his name out from this email. <laughs> but just let me read you a part of it. It says, hi, I'm so-and-so from the HubSpot product team. I'm reaching out because you have a contact attribution report that will be deleted as part of an upcoming product update on September 10, right? So... Imagine you're a client, one of our, our clients are using HubSpot, and you get this email. Oh, we're deleting some of your HubSpot from an upcoming product. And it's attribution. Like, it sounds possibly important. Half half the people don't know what attribution reporting is anyway. Correct. So, I get all these concerned emails. It's forwarded on from people. Oh, what, what does this mean? Can we chat about this? I'm like, oh, hang on. No, no. It's, it's okay. It's just that they're improving the attribution reporting tool. But they, yeah, they're just going to delete out these old reports. And they're basically saying they've got to recreate in the new report builder, right? Yeah. And the outcome of this is not a problem. It's not dire. It's easy to replicate. But when you get this email, you, you kind of panic. The and world so this is, is ending, an Craig. example. Yeah, this is an example of, of someone who thought they were very um, helpfully just sending out an update that's coming. <laughs> And probably will be shocked to learn all these clients got totally panicked about it. And, well, of course, you know, calling me. So, um, anyway. Oh, I'm sure okay. HubSpot support were inundated today. I'm sure, well, I'd love to know. I, I, I bet what, what we'll get in the next day or two is a follow-up email from this. Oh, by the way, just letting you know, we're, we've decided not to delete the report and we'll, you know, because <laughs> this happened was it a year or so ago with some workflow? I can't remember Correct, the exact yes. thing. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, there's, oh, no, 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 it's okay. We're not going to. Yeah. So, look, even the best sometimes cause unnecessary concern. By the way, speaking of attribution reports, we'll cover that next week. In fact, we'll talk about the new attribution report builder. We'll cover that next week's show. After the old one's been deleted, Craig. <laughs> 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 All right, Craig, got our marketing tip of the week. And we're talking about Google search results had a hiccup. And this was, um, listeners, it was on Tuesday and Wednesday this week, which is we're on the 13th of August today. It turned out to be a bug. Oh, my goodness. Did you see some of these results? You did mention it to me and I haven't had a look at any of the results, Craig. Uh, SEO, chatter on, uh, SEO chatter on Twitter and that was going nuts. And then I was looking at some of the results for our clients. One of our big enterprise clients is this really competitive term that we're trying to improve their ranking for. We've, we've started on it probably about six months ago, a yep. bit of an SEO piece, and we've got them up onto page uh, three now. So they're kind of around 22, 23 average ranking, which of course is useless. We've got to get them up to, but it's very competitive, right? They've come from, by the way, they've come from like nowhere <laughs> up to, so get them onto page three is actually improvement. Anyway, on uh, Tuesday, I just happened to see this and I was like, bang, oh, they're number one. And I was like, what? What is going on? So, and then I was looking at the other results on page one for this term, very competitive enterprise term, and all their main competitors completely gone. I was like, oh, <laughs> something's wrong. Something's wrong here. This won't last. On to SEO Twitter. Yeah, people up in arms. What's going on? 
And also page one, it was re- there was a lot of really junk stuff. Not that our client's stuff is junk, but some of the other stuff that was on there mm. as well was quite bad. And in fact, our, our client had the first two positions. They had position one and two. Wow. So the client was jumping for joy and I was like, hang on. So my question right was, did they make more sales that day, Craig? Oh, they did get some leads actually. That's yes. fantastic. And by the way, show, yeah, exactly. It shows you the power of a, a number one ranking, even though the page was, first half of the page was covered in ads. Nice spike in traffic, so yeah, for a couple of hours. Uh, but yeah, all turned out to be bug, rolled back. And of course then today, no, they're back on page three. <laughs> back to where But you know what? Before. They've just experienced the power of being on page one. This is it. All right. Now we're going to talk about our insight of the week, Craig. And this is the beautiful trends report that I came across on uh, Think with Google. And it's a wonderful example of presenting trends. And I think I likened it to you to a really nice Apple landing page for a product. It is just a, a wonderful example, isn't it? It's just just beautiful, very interactive and informative. I think really useful. What was really amazing, the 30 data points that they had used were all Google properties. So just made me realize they didn't have to go somewhere else to get these numbers. They had it on YouTube, they had it on Google search, and that's what they built this report from. And they've just done it really well. And, you know, they've got some really good insights. And what they were trying to say is that how things have changed with people being at home, you know, how time and space matters, how they look after themselves and others, what's their work and leisure like, and their consumption and expenditure. So people are now thinking, like, how do we change what we do? And one of the really key things I picked up in there that's highlighted is that I think one of the, it was people looking for coffee recipes on YouTube. And I'm like, really? 200% increase? But it just goes to show. And how the shift as people look more for DIY and learn about how to do more things. One of the key takeaways was how people will start to buy less product and buy more materials as they start to make things. And I thought that was a really key, really good insight into what's taking place. So listeners, I would encourage you to actually look at this report because it gives you other data as well. And also think about if you have in your business or in if you're serving businesses, how can you use this data that is readily available for yourself to change what you're doing? So maybe you're selling a particular product for a particular reason. Maybe your product has another use that you have not thought about because of the way people are behaving in the marketplace. So just take this, have time to digest it and see what you can get out of it that you can implement. Now, Craig, onto our outreach fail of the week. And (laughs) we talk a lot about this uh, bogus emails that we get. And here's one about guest posing, right? (laughs) So That's right. It started off badly. I was wondering actually if it was intentional in hindsight, but instead of guest posting, they put guest posing. And it's just, I've put a screenshot of it. It's just the worst outreach email. Uh, no personalization, typo. Hey, starts you know, with hang on. the hope you're well. <laughs> you know, one thing they did think, they thought, oh, well, they're sending it to someone in Australia. We should put g'day. 
And yeah, that's right. And I came across your website and found the content really intriguing. You know, the standard, you know, they haven't even checked our website. That's right. I um, was wondering if you offer any guest posting opportunities. If so, I'd love to grab a copy of your editorial guidelines. Like, well, you know, like, what do you do? You know, nothing about the benefit. It's just complete. No sign off, by the way. No sign off. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I, by the way, I blanked out the person's name, but I looked them up. He's a Brisbane-based PR outreach specialist. I was like, wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. You, Just you posing. We <laughs> <laughs> were chatting, chatting with Justin, <laughs> go the extra, about what to reply with. <laughs> it was going to be this big bodybuilder <laughs> posing. I was going to like, oh, do you provide any of this kind of guest posing? Oh, my goodness. Go on, Craig. I think you should reply with that image. Does this work? I mean, who does this work with? Who responds to this type of email? I just don't get it. He's fishing and I'm pretty sure there is somebody that will respond. You know, why is he doing it? Anyway, the bait was good enough. It got onto this show. So, let's move on to the next. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, on to our resource of the week. And we've got some advanced SEO strategies. And this is a great post by Brian Dean, who we talk about often. And he's got 17 advanced SEO strategies. Now, this is, we're not going to go through this, but... We encourage you to actually, when you have time, sit down and go through it because you can, you know what, take two things out of that and implement it. I'm sure you'll be far ahead of your competition. All right, Craig, onto our quote of the week. And this is from Perry Marshall and he's written the book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing, The Definitive Guide to Working Less and Making More, like we all want to do, right? Anyway, I've read this book and I have been a part of his community for, oh, I think almost 10 years now. Listeners, if there's one book that I tell you to read, this would be it. And you've read it as well, haven't you, Craig? I have read this, yes. Here is a quote. Selling to the right person is more important than all the sales methods, copywriting techniques, and negotiation tactics in the world because the wrong person doesn't have the money or the wrong person doesn't care. The wrong person won't be persuaded by anything. Coming back to personas, Craig. Quality over quantity right there. That's right. All right, now we've got a bonus uh, link, Craig, but how do you pronounce, oh. how do you pronounce landingy? Well, that's right. It's not landingy. I've been saying it all wrong all well, these years. Well, that's how I've been saying it. What is it? I've been saying it. Landingy, by the way, landingy, I just thought it was because they. it's a landing page builder. Landingy, I just thought it was the plural of landing. Anyway, they've got a video. It's landingy. Landingy. Oh. Landingy, yeah. And there's a video where they actually say, here's how you actually pronounce our name. Wow. Landingi. There you go. Sounds like it Landingi. should be on a dinghy somewhere. Anyway. Yeah, it, it's terrible. <laughs> Landingi is much better, right? Listeners, thank you again for listening. Please connect with us on LinkedIn. When you do connect with us, please send Craig and myself a note saying that you listen to the show. If you need help with anything, if you need a HubSpot audit, if you need help deciding whether you should go HubSpot, and that's happened to us a few times, like people have said, they listen to us and they're not sure whether HubSpot is the right tool. By all means, please set up a session with with us and we're happy to walk you through it and talk you through that. Hey, I'll just make a comment on that. I know we ask people to connect with us on LinkedIn. I've been really slack and, well, I'm... I thought you have a really good VA, Craig. Come on. <laughs> yeah, she does. She takes care of everything. But I'm I'm never on there. And I know some people have asked questions and we haven't got back to it to weeks later. So apologies for that. But the best way to get to me is via email. So if you sign up on Hubshots to just sign up to get the show notes each week, you can reply to that and it comes straight to my inbox. 
and I know Martin and and, uh, and others who have mentioned the show, they just send me a note on email and I'm pretty responsive there. So that's the best way. But if you can wait, yeah, ping us on LinkedIn. We'll get around to it uh, eventually. But apologies for the delay there. And listeners, uh, we want to say thank you to Chris Mottram from Podcastly who uh, produces this show. We very much appreciate your support, Chris. And finally, listeners, if you'd like to rate and leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts, that'd be much appreciated and share it with one friend that you have. Well, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.